دجالي الرحلة Welcome back to our journey this morning, our Rihla, this beautiful Sunday morning. I'm joined by guests in studio. I'm always excited when I'm joined by guests in studio. Today, I'm very sad. Um, I don't trust myself to really do this interview, but inshallah, my guests, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through our guests in studio today, grants me the strength to do that, inshallah. As I said before, our theme for today is the holidays, home for the holidays and mindfulness during the holidays. And especially, I asked our guest in studio today to do a segment for me a little bit on taking care of our children during the holidays and trusting in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during this period. And I received quite a big shock when I was in contact with him this week um, to do this program because, um, ironically, uh, I'm going to read to you what the response was from my email when I asked Akila Ismail, Assalamu alaikum to you. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullah. And her husband, Abdullah Haider, Assalamu alaikum to you. Wa alaikum I asked him to come into studio because there's a piece that Akila has written about her second daughter, Mariam, that took place several months ago that stayed with me all the time as parents, as caregivers, as grandparents. We know that our children are so precious to us and taking care of them is our probably our number two priority after taking care of ourselves. But when I asked Akila to participate in an interview. I think it was on Wednesday. Um, no, it was on Thursday. This was her reply to me. Our beloved Amatullah, and that is the daughter who was three and a half, four years old, has passed away. And we're currently preparing for the Janazah. I can chat to you on Sunday, which is today, inshallah, provided that it was a telephonic interview. And... Um, here they are in studio, alhamdulillah, a couple of days after the janazah of the daughter. May Allah grant us strength mm-hmm. and tawakkul in that way. I mean, and I'm going to track back a little bit. Um, I know you've been in studio with us before to speak to us, especially about Abatullah and her illness, her disease that she had. Can I ask you to give us a little bit of history about that, inshallah? Okay, um... So basically, Amatullah had a condition called epidermolysis bullosa, which basically means that she was missing a the anchoring protein between the skin, um, and that is what keeps our skin together when we are when we when we are involved in minor trauma. So we walk past something that is a bit um, that isn't smooth, and our hands might knock. Or our hands might just glide upon it, and, and that would um, 
it may be uncomfortable for us, but for her and people with her condition, it can actually take the skin off what can cause it to blister. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, you basically, some people ha- end up having more complications because now um, if they have excessive wounds, then they may become anemic. Um, you may have teeth issues, you may have eye issues, depending on where your, your wounds are and scarring and so on and so forth. Mm. And what has your journey with her been like over the past four years? Was it a condition that you knew of before she was born? Absolutely not. Alhamdulillah. It really was um, something that we had to wing every day. Um, But I think what was amazing for me was that Allah prepared us for it in the sense that Prior to um, being married and having children, we had both attended um, classes. Oh yeah, we both attended classes um, wherein we, we we learned the the meanings of Quran. Mm-hmm. And why I say it was a preparation is because there are so many reminders in Quran of Allah's mercy. There are reminders that Allah will not grant you more than what you can handle. Mm-hmm. That when Allah gives you a test, it is you know that that. Um, as much as we don't like it, um, there is good in it for us, and, and so on and so forth. Um, and so that was really a driving force for us. Uh, yes, it was challenging, alhamdulillah, but at the same time, Allah Taylor made that for us. And mm-hmm. so it means that He knew that we could handle it, and that He was going to give us the tools to be able to handle it, even if we couldn't um, see or fathom those tools. Uh, at that particular moment in time. Mm-hmm. Abdullah, can we bring you into this at this stage? Can you tell us a little bit, as a father, um, what is the past, you know, four years been like for you? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Salatu Wassalamu Ala Ashraf Al-Awliya Ibn Salim, Nabiina Muhammadin Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Alhamdulillah, the past three years has been a, a journey of always figuring out what is the best thing to do. Mm. And I don't think we've ever reached or came to that conclusion. And we've constantly just been searching and searching and searching. And Alhamdulillah, uh, there's many lessons that we take from there. Mm-hmm. That uh, in this life, many of us are trying to find the purpose of life and why are we here and all these things. And Alhamdulillah, we were given an active job in the sense of finding how to care for someone. And I think through that, doing it actively, it gave us the strength and the courage to now that Allah has taken her back, to take all that efforts and put it into finding Allah more. Mm-hmm. And Alhamdulillah, it's been a journey that I, I can't explain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, subhanAllah. And through that also, you know, you've been very public about this. I think every time I've forgotten about you, I would open up Facebook and see some or other kind of post. The search that you went through to look for the best product, um, the best bandage, the best key um, for her, it was just must have been exhausting. But at the same time also, 
it was for the benefit of humanity. Um, it was for the benefit of a disease that was very, very little was known about that, and you've been very imaginative in the way that you've gone about that. Um, on the 1st of December, I attended this hijab expo that I promoted on this program as well, and I saw this big crate coming in with these beautiful little butterflies that were made from toilet rolls, colorful butterflies, and I was then wondering, what is this about? And then I saw Akila, and I knew exactly what it was about. <laughs> we're going to take an, a short ad break, inshallah, to catch our breath, and thereafter we come back with more, inshallah. The journey, Arrihla. and welcome back on our journey today we're speaking with parents of Amatullah Haider and that is Abdullah Haider and Aqila Ismail who joins us in studio today to speak to us about losing their daughter um, who had the disease called epidermolysis bullosa and they lost it this week a couple of days and they join us in studio she was almost four years old and I'm going to ask you to please share with us um, your last few weeks with your daughter Amatullah. I see um, what you've written. I, I miss this on your Facebook page. Um, sorry for that. I'm just trying to catch up. Um, we've been quite awfully quiet these past few weeks as hospital visits and caring for our butterfly took up most of our time. And then in the wee hours of yesterday morning, she returned to him, our Rob, the one who loves her most. To Allah we belong and unto him is our return. Tell us about the last few weeks and, and why you call her a little butterfly. Okay, so I'll start with why butterfly. Um, Children or people that have epidermolysis bullosa are known as butterfly, butterfly children or butterfly people. Um, and the reason for this is that um, their skin is as fragile as a butterfly's wings. Mm. And so, like we mentioned earlier, like minor things can, we knock our hands, we get sore. They knock their hands, they get a blister or their skin comes mm. off. Um, sometimes you just... It, it can be a matter of kissing her too hard and you might see skin come off, like, like that kind of thing, subhanAllah. Um, so that is why uh, we called her our butterfly and why we had those butterfly crops and so forth um, mm. made um, as a reminder. And then um, the last few weeks were... Hmm. They were challenging in the sense that um, we were trying, we were sort of trying to um, get on top of things. She had uh, an infection um, maybe about two, three months ago, mm. and um, it ended up that she was growing different types of bacteria. So it's something that is common with people that have EB. 
Um, but obviously you need to get on top of it before things get worse. Mm. And then on top of that, we also had, um, she was she was eating and she was um, getting the, the nourishment that she required, but at the same time she wasn't um, picking up as much weight um, as what the doctors would have liked. And they were concerned that because of the excessive amount of horns, about 60% of her body was covered in horns, and because of that excessive amount of, of horns, they worried that whatever was going in was going to the horns and not actually going to her. Um, alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. And then um, we had a sit down with, uh, with her pediatrician one day and he was basically telling us, you know, he's very concerned um, because when you look at her, even though she's getting in all um, the, the, the nourishment she seems to supposed to be getting in, or most of it at least, um, she's not... She doesn't look like a regular four-year-old. She looks very thin and a bit malnourished. And so his concern was that if we were not going to do anything soon, that there might come a point where we may not be able to do anything, where it might be too late, subhanAllah. Mm. And so that for us was um, sort of a a bit of a reminder uh, to try and do a bit better. But I think also it was a preparation from Allah. Mm-hmm. That um, you know we could head that way, and even though Alhamdulillah we did the best that we could, um, we ended up where we are. Subhanallah, mm-hmm. where our daughter has returned back to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and it could have been that she returned because of her condition, or it could have been that, um, or uh, no, let me put it like this: whether she was healthy, or whether she had EB, mm-hmm. that was her time. And she still had to return to Allah in the manner that she returned to Him at that particular time. Mm. So there's there's so much there's so much khair in in what Allah gifts you. Mm. Um, if you've been exposed to what Allah has told you, Subhanallah. Yeah, you know, nobody wishes this on anyone. Um, but personally, I feel that um, obviously I'm always chosen you for a reason. I certainly cannot think of, for myself being able to manage this, and yet I want to draw the correlation with your experience to the inspiration for this program. Um, I'm not sure if you have uh, have heard the program before, probably not, but the inspiration comes from. Surah Fatir, verse 18, and our translation reads, um, And no bearer of burdens will bear the burden of another. And if a heavily laden soul calls another to carry some of its load, nothing of it will be carried, even if there should be a close relative. You can only warn those who fear your Lord, their Lord unseen, and have established faith. And whoever purifies himself only purifies himself for the benefit of his soul. And to Allah is the final destination or journey. And both of you have been involved in lots of ilm. In um, where Allah has prepared you for this. I remember seeing you on many stages, Aqila. Um, seeing you, um, seeing your name on many posters as well. And being in awe of you, this woman, who's probably almost half my age. Um, give me a, a little bit of the background of the places that Allah has afforded both of you to study, to prepare for 
this kind of experience. They're both pointing to each other saying, no, you do it, no, you do it. And this just, just actually is just a manifestation of the humanity, alhamdulillah. Um, where did I study? Darunaim. Okay, that would be a starting point, I guess. Um, yeah, alhamdulillah, I uh, completed four years at Darunaim. Um, and I draw my main inspiration from the first year, which is the year of Quran, understanding mm-hmm. Quran, trying to sort of navigate the Arabic language so you can understand the Quran in its, um, in Arabic. And then um, I've also attended some Darutarat, um, al-Islami classes, mm-hmm. um, and I've attended various um, workshops or night programs and one of one of the workshops I've also attended was um, workshops run by the Light Upon Light Women's Foundation mm. um, and a lot of them a lot of them were in my Quran moments um, so that was from 2010 um, and then obviously once I um, gave birth things kind of slowed down mm. but there was never um, even though things slowed down, I believe that whatever Allah has given us before was enough to sort of take us through and remind us because they were constant reminders, especially from Quran, um, especially from Hadith just coming through and like, mm. you know, you can do this even though you think you can't. Mm. And the fact that Allah gave it to you means that you should be able to handle it, even mm. though at this moment you might feel like you have no idea how you're going to. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so Alhamdulillah, I'm very, very, very grateful to my teachers mm-hmm. for not just teaching me what they taught me, but also in the manner that they taught it, because I feel that how we came across also, um, like heart to heart, is what made the impact, Alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. And Abdullah, you have, um, I know we've had you here before, doing your UWC things. I think you move beyond that now. Give us a little bit of background of you and your parentage, where you from, your studies. Um, myself, I had a upbringing wherein we were encouraged to learn the Quran, Alhamdulillah, from a young age, we started learning the Quran and a complete the memorization of the Quran. And I went back into school and university and all that. But in that times, I've constantly been going to classes, part-time classes, and learning the meanings of the Quran. And when you read the Quran and you have an idea of what some of its meanings are, and whatever challenges that you are facing in life, Alhamdulillah, it just so happens that you are reading a verse. It is almost as if Allah is talking to you directly and telling you, this is the message for you today. And that only comes about, Alhamdulillah, through the mercy of Allah and Him granting you the opportunities to have been able to learn the Quran and have been able to go out and study some of its meaning. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. That journey Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. We take an ad break and then we come back with more with our guests in studio, Aqila Ismail and Abdullah Haider.
The Journey الرحلة Welcome back on our journey, our rihla, alhamdulillah, we joined by the parents of Amatullah Haider, Abdullah Haider and Aqila Ismail, of the late Amatullah, who passed on this week. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Those were the only words I could give to Aqila when I heard the sad news, what is ordained by our, our Rabb. Tell us a little bit about her personality and how she reacted to the pain of epidemiologist Pulosa. Alhamdulillah, Amatullah uh, was a little girl that uh, she experienced a lot of pain. And she is one that would go through the pain and then at the end, when everything is done, would still be smiling and would still be telling us she's done. Now I'm at luck and lay. <laughs> and then she'd be laying and she'd be saying, come lay with me. Or she'd ask for something else. So basically, uh, bandages would take up to about maximum three hours, from two to three hours, just to give her a wash. No. And as a parent, I always used to wonder how do other parents cope. Mm. And I never ever realized that other parents, most parents, don't have this experience. So your whole life was just around, okay, what time are we going to wash her? Because now you know it's three hours, up to three hours that you have to sit mm. out of the day. And you have to cut off, then you have to put on and you have to have stages like you know you do this part of the body first that part of the body mm. and she would guide you okay do this okay let me do this then i can sit down and do this and that but eventually at the end when everything was done there would always be that smile done. Mm. and then laying and then wanting to drink some milk mm. and wanting to eat and things and that that was very encouraging that sometimes you go through things that you don't like, but you're being purified. Alhamdulillah, when it's over, mm. and you finally realize the mercy of Allah, you feel relieved. And, and that's the, the lesson that, that we took from those moments. And Alhamdulillah, throughout our life, that whatever we, we taught her, whatever my parents, Aqeelah's parents taught her, she wouldn't forget about it. It would stick with her and she would remember it. And as time went by, she would remind you when you forget. So sometimes you are in haste or you have to go to a function or a wedding. And so sometimes weddings are now like nine o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning. And obviously that's not a good time for us because you're up and you don't want to wake up immediately after Fajr. Gonna give her some time to sleep. You wake up at seven. Must be done by nine. So it was a whole lot of uh, stress. Alhamdulillah. But uh, she would help us. 
And sometimes she would have her moments of like, no, not today. I'm not going to help you guys. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Most of the time, the, the, the experience at the end was always very rewarding. How she would tell us exactly what we did. Like reiterate, you did this first, then you did this first, then you did this first, then you did the nappy finally, then we laid, then we sleep. Okay, then now afterwards, what are we going to do for the rest of the day? So Alhamdulillah, that, that was very, very rewarding. Alhamdulillah. I think also one of the things that most people will tell you is that she was very quiet. Okay. So she was one of the silent observers. And then when we'd come home, then she'd tell us everything that happened in that day, <laughs> subhanAllah. All the things that stood out for her. Mm. But um, I think what the, the, the biggest impact that had on me was that even though she was a silent observer, when she passed away, subhanAllah, there were so many people saying how she had impacted their lives. Mm. And a lot of times you would expect that to be from someone that is very... Um, outgoing or very mm-hmm. social and that will you know always be around and so forth and Amatullah was there but she was kind of like don't put the spotlight on me okay. just I'm okay here where I am in the mm-hmm. background I will watch and I will absorb and I will um, take whatever I need to mm-hmm. take from it subhanallah and so there's a lot of there are so many positive things um, of her character subhanallah like the amount of she, was, she wasn't even four, but the amount of hayah that she had was, subhanAllah, it was amazing. Um, the the justice that she had. So if she got milk, her sister had to get milk. If she got juice, her sister had to get juice. And the only time a sister can't get it is if her sister refuses. <laughs> right? Um, and then also, like, like, like Abdullah was saying, um, the reminders. So she would remind us... Um, it might be going crazy, but then she'd say, um, but you forgot to wash your hands. Or <laughs> you forgot to say kanala, and you forgot mm-hmm. to say shukran, and, and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And they're small things, but they're actually big things. Mm-hmm. Subhanallah. Yeah. And the fact that the fact that she would remind her sister, who is not yet two, mm-hmm. um, and she would tell her, you forgot to say the special word, which is kanala. <laughs> or you forgot to... Um, say Bismillah mm. before you add SubhanAllah those were um, those are very impactful moments and even now um, after she's passed away SubhanAllah these are the moments that keep coming up for people they'll say mm. um, Amatullah forgot oh, Amatullah would have said you forgot to say Kanab SubhanAllah and so mm. always like I think what is the most amazing for me is that her life really was about her being a slave of Allah Amatullah means slave of Allah and how in her life and after her passing she's still reminding people of Allah mm-hmm. and that for me is like what, what more do you want after that subhanallah subhanallah yeah I start to understand where your a little bit your strength comes from to be able to do this you really understand that it goes way beyond yourself and like you say she lives on alhamdulillah in your hearts in in all our du'as in our lives everyone who's been touched by in some way or other and you want to document that Mm -hmm. um the call has gone out from you i see on on facebook where you say 
If anyone would like to share stories or lessons from her, please private message you on that was on Facebook. We'd like to add these to our website, which is still in the works in honor of her memory and the beautiful legacy she left behind give us some details on that where people can send their memories and to our listeners as well who are tuned in you are more than welcome to send us any sms's whatsapp i'm going to give you our sms line 47913 our whatsapp line 07 Two two three eight zero seven one two. You're also welcome to call us live, zero two one four four two three five three zero. Our guests are going to be in studio with us about another ten minutes more, inshallah. Please give us the contact details where people may be able to contact you or to send an email to you about the experience with this. Okay, so. <clears throat> If it's via Facebook, um, you can search for the group called Amatullah's Wings, um, and then you can um, inbox us there. Or you can email us on info at amatullahswings.co.za. Okay, and help our listeners with how you spelled Amatullah. A-M-A-T-U-L-A-H-S. Okay. Wings. Okay, After please that. give both of that details again, the email okay. address and the Facebook page. So the Facebook page would be Amatullah's Wings. That's the um, name of the group. Mm-hmm. And then the email address is info at amatullahswings.co.za. That's okay. A-M-A-T-U-L-L-A-H-S, Wings. Okay, alhamdulillah. And now, originally I called you to speak about your experience with your second daughter that is Mariam who's almost two years old give us a little background on on what happened with her okay so I was busy doing Amatullah's bandages uh, my parents had come back from Hajj um, it was the day after they come back from Hajj and I was busy doing Amatullah's bandages and usually when that happens then there is somebody looking after um, Mariam but what happened in this instance is this person thought that person was looking after her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, long story short, we started searching for Mariam. And my first concern was, yeah, Allah, please don't tell me she went outside and she was taken. Mm-hmm. SubhanAllah. Um, because, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a big reality these days, mm-hmm. SubhanAllah. And, um, but I also reminded them, just go check at the back there's a bit of a pond there but check at the back and see if um, she's maybe there and um, three people checked they didn't see her the first the fourth person found her in the pond and she'd been there for she must have been there for some time we have no idea how long she was there but um, I was also saying you know as much as you would have wanted to have found her earlier Allah chose for the fourth, the fourth person to find her for a reason. Mm. And really, I think that was the best person to find her, subhanAllah. Mm. SubhanAllah. And you drew attention to that. I mean, you learned lots of lessons for that, from that as well. Did that lesson impact this lesson? Yes, I think it did. Um, no, I know it did, subhanAllah. Mm. Uh, what we found amazing when, when Mariam, we ended up taking her to the emergency room because she was practically lifeless. 
mm. right? Um, and what was amazing for, for me was that every other hospital encounter with Amatullah prior to that had actually mm. prepared us for Mariam going into hospital. And Mariam mm. is a very, mashallah, she's very robust, she's very energetic, she's very like, you don't tell me. That mm. kind of, um, not in a negative way, but like, she just has a very strong personality, mashallah. So when you see someone like that in mm. a helpless state, it's a big deal, mm. subhanAllah. Um, and so I feel that that has definitely the, the moments before have helped us to deal with that. Mm. And then her moment uh, where you didn't, she was in the uh, ICU and we didn't know she was going to make it or not. Mm. And so that moment then helped with Amatullah passing as well, subhanAllah. So mm. just how Allah facilitates things. And like Allah. I was saying before, you know, had we not had um, an introduction to the meanings of Quran, then we would not have been able to have dealt with Amatullah's situation, mm. which means that we wouldn't have been able to have dealt with Maryam's accident and then Amatullah's passing, subhanAllah. Yes, subhanAllah. And when I saw you on the 1st of December at the Hijab Expo, and then I, I was reminded of this piece that you had written between hope and fear about Mariam and the, the accident at the pond. And I thought to myself, oh, I need to invite her to this program to do some kind of interview on this. And this week as well, Allah granted me to end up in the emergency room with my daughter. And then I was reminded of this piece again, and I read this piece again because I really needed those reminders. Also knowing, you know, is my daughter going to be okay or not? She is, alhamdulillah. Um, and that caused me the day after we got back from the hospital to then contact you and invite you for this interview. And that was also the day of Amatullah's janazah. And now I'm going to ask you to please read that blog that you've written for us, please. Between hope and fear. I won't easily forget the first moments I set sight on my Mariam after she drowned. She was semi-white, limp and drenched in water. I remember taking her from my father's arms, running into the house and trying to do CPR on her. I remember running out of the house with her to the doctor I didn't know, who apparently lived in the corner. I ran a couple of steps, then got ushered into a car with her and hurried to, to a surgery nearby. Hearing she drowned, they directed us towards the doctor's room and after quickly examining her, he calmly told us to take her to the ER of the closest hospital as she didn't look very good and they didn't have the infrastructure there to see to her. That's when it started. My heart started going between hope and fear, fearing for my little girl's life, but truly hoping she'd somehow be okay. Frantic in my mind, I recited salawat for her, all the while praying that Allah brings her back. She started coughing, and the color came back into her face, but still she was limpish and not responding as she usually does to my calls. And then, somewhere along the way, I had a moment of clarity and realized that whichever way it went, Allah was all-knowing and was allowing things to unfold in our best interests. My heart became content then, and though I wanted her to live, I knew my Allah would allow it to happen whatever was in the best interests of our family. I didn't know it then, but she would be our miracle. Into the emergency room we took her, yet my heart was content. 
previous emergency room visits with Amatullah didn't see me as content as on that day. And even in my state of worry, I marveled at that feeling of contentment. It could only have come from Allah. We were ushered out of the ER and asked to wait in the waiting area, where a doctor came to tell us that my Mariam would put in a ventilator and admitted to ICU. Before that day, the words ER, admitted, and ICU would fill my eyes with tears and my heart with worry. But this time it was a relief, because all control was taken out of my hands. There were no what-ifs, just pure, forced reliance on my rub. It was liberating. Back at ICU though, seeing my energetic little girl laying motionless, my heart started flipping between hope and fear once more. I feared that I wouldn't get to see her alive and laughing again. That she wouldn't be herself after that incident and that my life would forever have a void. But then I remembered the narration of the Prophet ﷺ, which teaches us that Allah is to his slave whatever the slave thinks of him. And so I had, and so I had beautiful thoughts of Allah and fiercely believed he would do whatever is in our best interests, and my heart filled with hope. Love or die, whatever you deem best, said the voice in my head. But please, Ya Allah, let her live, whispered my aching heart. This level of hope and fear was one that I hadn't experienced before, and it drove me to do things with a conviction I never knew existed. Throughout our hospital journey, and even beyond, this level of hope and fear was always present. First when the sedation wore off in ICU and she showed signs of movement. Then when they took her off the ventilator to test her breathing. Then when she started fighting through the sedation. This was particularly scary because she was basically moving so much that she had to be restrained. But oh how amazing to see her fighting spirit forcing its way through. When she started waking up and breathing on her own, the relief was indescribable. But then hope and fear presented itself again. What if the scans showed permanent damage to the brain, bones and lungs? What if she would never walk again because of it? But what if I just trusted Allah's process and knew that he was doing what was best for us? Hope. Whenever my melancholic temperament decided to take me on a tour of worst case scenarios, my Allah was there to put my heart at ease, reminding me through my loved ones to be hopeful of his mercy. And his mercy presented in different forms from who found her, to when she was found, to the fact that she was unconscious, to the support we received from hospital staff and friends, to the gift of her being her old self again post-accident, and the list is endless, but his mercy was always there. My daughter's accident taught me so much about my Rob and gave me a special understanding of the balance between hope and fear. Uh, my daughter's accident taught me so much about my Rob and gave me a special understanding of the balance of hope and fear I should have in him. The fear of concern keeping me in check and striving to do that which pleases him and the hope or knowledge that he is appreciative of our efforts and will never let the good we do go to waste. And through his mercy, he will, inshallah, enter us into the, bo into the abode of bliss with those whom we love. Despite okay. it all, one cannot say, one cannot help but say Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah with an overwhelmingly grateful heart. No other situation could have taught me these lessons as deeply as this situation has. All praise and thanks is to you, Ya Allah, the Lord, nourisher, sustainer of all things.
Alhamdulillah, we take a short ad break and then after we have a message uh, from one of our listeners, inshallah. The journey, Arrihla. Welcome back to the journey, Arihla, where we are remembering Amatullah's wings, the late Amatullah Haider, amidst tears and laughter as well, uh, with her parents Abdullah Haider and Akhila Ismail, and I believe her father has a couple of things he wants to say to us, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, um, the journey with Amatullah started uh, about seven days of her EB and it started when she had a blister on her bottom and on her side and we did not know what it was and Alhamdulillah um, some of Aqila's friends Tinayana Tiyasmin were one of the first people on the scene who rushed us to Red Cross Hospital and Alhamdulillah through throughout her entire life that there are many people that has that she has taught lessons and the only way they could have learned from her is that they were in her company and that they were there to assist her and that they were there to be of whatever help they could have been and alhamdulillah I cannot mention each and everyone names on air but uh, we are truly grateful to each and every person who has tried to raise funds, who has tried to source some uh, wound care for her, who has done whatever but they could. And Alhamdulillah, they've truly assisted us with the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we are truly thankful for that. Alhamdulillah. For that, yes, and alhamdulillah to you as well. Um, I can't help but thinking of Maryam. She must be asking for cheese. Subhanallah, we have some messages in from our listeners. Shukran so much to you. Um, Though the person doesn't mention their name. Uh, It goes, Amatullah and Akila have touched my life in a way that only Allah can understand. My son got sick this year. And Aqila held my hand through my challenges, yet we have never met. In her life that is so busy, she always made time to remind me that Allah chose me for this challenge and Allah will bring me through it. She reminded me about placing my tawakkul in Allah and no one else. Subhanallah. I pray Allah fills the parents and Maryam's hearts with peace, knowing that Abatullah is smiling with no pain. I mean to that. Alhamdulillah. Shukran so much to you. Um, any contact details for anybody else who, who would like to get in contact with you? Contact number perhaps? Um, 
I think a WhatsApp number mm-hmm. would be 079 Yes. If you WhatsApp, you get through to me. If you call, you get through to my husband. <laughs> WhatsApp, oh, okay. inshallah. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that very well. And Alhamdulillah, Allah has pleased you with another one on the way. Inshallah. Ameen. May Allah facilitate that with ease. Ameen. And you know, you have lost a lot. And we make dua that you have gained a lot. And that we have gained through you, and especially that you gain the pleasure of Allah. I mean, and with us that you gain Allah's jannah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that Allah grants us a little bit of your ihsan and your taqwa. I mean, alaikum to you. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I have got a couple of more messages that's come in from our listeners. Shukran so much to you. Um, birthday is happening. Um, and a, a listener who sent through a message yesterday, which we couldn't do to most of you. Assalamu alaikum Zulfa and the panel in studio and respected listeners. Shukran for being in our homes again. I hope that you hit the road home. You feel as energized as I do. Honestly, from the first weekend of the program, I closed my eyes took all my heart into the breathing and well-being instructions and let the calming voice, the bell and the soothing tune hit the right spot. The qira and the program is so relaxing if you give yourself the time to tune out from all life's obstacles. Alhamdulillah, an ardent and grateful listener. Shukran. And then also another message that came through yesterday. Assalamu alaikum. May I take the opportunity to say mubarak to my sister in Shanaz. Abihadin of Gulhas Grossipak, Mabruxis, may Allah grant you good health, taqwa, iman, ahlaq, may your family spoil you for all you who you are and what you do. Shukr Allah for the person you are, alhamdulillah. See you soon, fi amin Allah. Lots of love from Latifa Brown. And then the message also goes out to her son in law, Muhammad Hartley. Inshallah, may Allah grant you the same and we hope that you had a good birthday. May Allah grant you many more years in his obedience. Ameen. And a fool from Sweet Moedin. Aslam House, everyone in the studio. Shukran for the beautiful show. Can't wait to meet Sister Zulfa. Salam, Brother Faiz, Jibril, and uh, Sister Zulfa. Safe drive home to all on board. Um, I did well in my exam. Alhamdulillah, I'm going to grade 12, inshallah. I mean, for Mohideen, mashallah, may Allah always grant you, I mean, to do well. I know you're hardworking and may you be an example to other other youth your age, to everybody actually, not just youth. And shukran very much to our other WhatsApp messages that's come through. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace, mercy and blessings of Allah be with you inshallah. Life has all sorts of hills and valleys and sometimes you don't end up doing what you had in your heart set out to do, but sometimes that's even better. That quote goes to Ruth Buzzy. I hope you have an awesome day inshallah. I'm not sure who that listener is, but we say Amin, Thuma Amin to that dua. And another listener who says, I'm Dubai, in, I'm in Dubai, always listening to the radio. Alhamdulillah, shukran very much from you in Dubai. 
Um, we are in the last two minutes of our journey. Arihla, shukran so much to our team on board today, Jibreel and Faiz. Alhamdulillah for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for granting us this opportunity. We hope that he is pleased with us and the way that we spent our last hour and a half. I mean, shukran very much for inviting me into your lives, into your homes, into your vehicles, for being a part of my journey and for allowing me to be a part of yours. May your day, your week be blessed. I mean, and keep us all safe. Happy holidays, inshallah, but safe holidays also in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.